Recorded live. Greetings, saints, once again, in the name of our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church, Kenston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Living the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. We pray the Lord is blessing you very well, wherever this broadcast is finding you, as God is blessing us very good here at the Christian Center Church. We're going to take a look at something uh, the Lord had just placed in my spirit just a little while ago uh, from the book of Ezekiel, chapter 21. Ezekiel chapter 21. It's titled in my Bible, Babylon as God's Sword of Judgment. And we're going to work as uh, work from a theme this morning. God's judgment. God's judgment. Now God will use various people. Places and things as judgment against us. Uh, We're going to focus in on Ezekiel 21 and 3. Uh, We're going to see what the Lord has in store for us. Scripture reads, And say to her, this is what the Lord says, I am against you. I will draw my sword from its sheath and cut off from you both the righteous, and the wicked. Once again, and say to her, this is what the Lord says, I am against you. I will draw my sword from its sheath and cut off from you both the righteous and the wicked. We're going to work on a theme this morning, uh, God's judgment. God's judgment. Let us pray, Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We praise you. We pray for your guidance today. We pray for your spirit that you will speak to us, Father, and let us know what you have in store for us this day. We thank you, Father, for last night's strength, last night's sleep, uh, the strength that you provided. Give us more grace. We give you glory. We give you praise. What you do, what you have done. So we give you glory. Your Father, we praise you. We magnify you. We adore you. All the tricks of the adversary, all the attempts, tries to throw your promises and your blessings and your you are, Father, we give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor in the name of Jesus. We pray that you speak into our spirit today. Give us words of insight that will lift us and that will lead us and that will keep us on the straight and narrow path. 
we ask, this we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. We see here in Ezekiel chapter 21, Babylon as God's sword of judgment. Now, it's always important to know that when we do wrong, God has got a tool in mind to get us with. Just keep that in mind. God has got, you know, when a parent goes to spank a child or or to chasten a child, a parent has to find a tool to use to chasten a child. Maybe a, be- maybe a belt, maybe a switch, maybe a shoe, maybe something. Gotta 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 hit that joker with something. Well, God does the same thing with us as His little children. When we sin, when we have gone against God, and we're doing that which God is not pleased with, after God has warned us, after God has told us, after God, then God starts using different things, people, places, or things to get the job done. He may use the people. He may use sickness. He may use disease. He may use plague. He may use pestilence. But God will use something to get a wayward people. This is why we want to try and stay on the right side of God. There's a right side of God and there's a wrong side of God. We want to try to stay on the right side of God. Look at verse 21. Uh, Look at verse 1, rather, of chapter 21. The word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, set your face against Jerusalem and preach against the sanctuary. Prophesy against her, the land of Israel, and say to her, This is what the Lord says, I am against you. I will draw my sword from its sheet and cut off from you both righteous and wicked. Well, you see what happens here. God's been warning his people. His people have not been taking notice, have not been paying attention. So now God is going to start working against the very people that he had been working for. Now you say, Apostle, uh, why is that important to me? It's important to you, child of God, because you don't want to find out what it's like to have God working against you. Now you've had God working for you. Sometimes we take that for granted. Sometimes we just think that, That's just the way things are supposed to be. But to ever find out what it's like to have God working against you in this life is something that you don't want to find out, and I don't want to find out either. We want to keep God working for us. We want to keep ourselves working for God. God told his people, he said, I am against you. Now, you've got to hear that, children of God. God says, I am against you, the creator of of the whole universe is against you. The one who has all the power is against you. The one who can do anything he wants to do is against you. The one who has everything and everybody at his disposal is against you. Children of God, this is not a state that we want to find ourselves in. Even if we sin, we want God to just punish us and then get on back to uh, working on our behalf, get on back to, you know, us repenting. 
doing what we need to do so we can get on back to God being on our side. We don't want to find out what it is like to have the creator of everything against us. God says, I am against you. I will draw my sword from his sheath and cut off from you both the righteous and the wicked. Now, understand that's symbolic. God says, I will draw my sword out of its sheath. A sword, is, this is this is just symbolic talk. It's just God saying that I will use some type of weapon that I'm going to unleash on you that's going to cut off the righteous and the wicked. My sword will be unsheathed against everyone from south to north. Then all the people will know that I am the Lord, have drawn my sword from its sheath, and it will not return again. Now, this is not a favorable promise, children of God. For God to pull out his sword, in other words, for God to pull out his His chastening rod and to keep chastening until he gets tired is not a good thing. We want to repent before God has to go off, before God has to pull his sword out of its sheath and begin chastening us with it. Therefore, groan, son of man, groan before them with the bro- with broken heart and bitter grief. And when they ask you, why are you groaning, you shall say, because of the news that is coming. Every heart will melt with fear, and every hand will go limp. Every spirit will faint, and every leg will be wet with urine. It is coming. It will surely take place, declares the sovereign Lord. You say, Apostle, what is it we need here? Before, before God had to start going off, whether it be on our country, whether it be on our church, whether it be on our family, whether it be on us, we need to get things right with God. Go ahead on and begin to repent. Go ahead on and begin to, to, uh, to, to uh, what that said, just repent before God has to get started chastening. Because God guarantees us this, that once he gets started, we're not going to like what he's doing. And see, the tragic thing is that sometimes we've got to experience a thing before we realized that God was playing, before we realized that God was serious, we got to lose it. We got to lose. My prayer for everyone under the sound of my voice is that you will not have to what lose things to find out that God is not playing, that God is not joking. God told His people, He said, "Look, go ahead on and groan now. Go ahead on and groan and, and start repenting and start, you know, uh, go ahead on." Get the process started now. This is why our lives, children of God, want to be lives of repentance, lifestyles of repentance, constantly asking God to forgive us for sins that we have committed, that we know about. There's some things we did that were wrong that we know about. Some things that we did that were wrong we didn't even know about. Go ahead on and be repenting in your life, just letting God know that you're sorry is spend your life working on the things in your life that are not pleasing to God. Not spending your life work doing the things that are not pleasing to God. Spend your life doing the working on the things that you know are not pleasing to God. To straighten them out. To, to, to fix them. 
you would rather a mechanic spend his time. If you hired a mechanic right now to work on your car, you would rather him spend it. He spent the next two hours working on your car. Would you rather have have him spend time uh, r- riding in the car with things that are broken in it, just enjoying the things that are broken in your car, or spend the time fixing the things that are broken in your car? Fixing the things that are broken in your car. Well, that's the way God wants us to live our lives. Spend our lives fixing the things that are broken in us, fixing the things that that we know and God knows that are not pleasing in the eyesight of God. Not just spend our time enjoying those things, or, but spend our time fixing those things so that God will be able to relent of his, his anger. The Bible says, In the word of the Lord came to me, verse, in verse 9, Son of man, prophesy, and say this is what the Lord says, A sword, a sword, sharpened and polished, sharpened for the slaughter, Polished to flash like lightning. Shall we rejoice in the scepter of my royal son? The sword despises every such stick. Now we got here. This is what what God is going to use. Babylon is is very symbolic, and it's very, but God is going to use Babylon. He's going to use a foreign nation to punish a wayward nation. Then He'll come back and punish the foreign nation. But the thing is this, children of God. You want to keep in mind that God will often use people, whether it's people to bless you, whether it's people to to help you, whether it's people to curse you, whether it's people. God will often use people in your life. When we are pleasing to God, God will often use people to bless us and to help us and to, to take us. And when we are displeasing to God, God will often use people to curse us and to keep us down and to hold us back. So a lot of times what we go through and what we experience from people will show what kind of relationship we have with God. I want to encourage you under the sound of my voice, do right as much as possible. Do right that God may you people. He uses other things. Don't get me wrong. That God may use individuals to be a blessing in your life. These Babylons, they were a group of people that God decided he would use against the nation of Israel because they weren't doing what was right, because they weren't doing what was pleasing in his sight. God said, these are the people that I'm going to use to punish you. And today, well, God uses some people's lives. God uses the police to punish them, or God uses government agencies, or God uses all sorts of groups of people. So keep in mind that people are one of God's major instruments that he will use to bless us or to curse us. The Bible says in one point that when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies at peace with him. So when we please God, we are doing the things that are pleasing in God's sight. God is able to even take our enemies and make them at peace with us. I want to encourage you, children of God. What we say we're talking about? God's what? God's judgment. God's judgment. God can either judge favorably in our life or in a judge in a way that we like, or God can judge in a way that we don't like. You think about going to court and 
getting judged. You know, you think about the O.J. Simpson case. There was a favorable judgment that O.J. wanted to hear, and there was an unfavorable judgment. that And so it is with God. God is either going to judge our lives favorably, and in essence say, well done, good and faithful servant, come on up, I will make you rule over it many, or judge our lives unfavorably and say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I don't know you, I never knew you. Into the place prepared for the devil and his angels. So we want to do what we can to have God pronounce favorable judgment on our lives, favorable judgment on our families, favorable judgment on our marriages, favorable judgment, my brothers and my sisters. And as we do these things, you know, we'll be blessed and God will be pleased. Let us work for the favorable judgment of God. We may have to talk about that sometime soon, the favorable judgment of God. This was a judgment here. Babylon was getting ready to judge the nation of who? Nation of Israel, but it was not going to be a favorable one. It was not going to be a judgment that God, that, that the people were going to like. It was going to be a judgment that the people were not going to like. Let us work that we might receive a favorable judgment God. God bless the children of God and heaven. Continue to smile on you. Saints, you can reach us through email at thechristensternchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website www.church.com backslash member backslash t backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe's precast YouTube and iTunes at 9 a.m. 6 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724444 